Hi. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. So, do you two have your... I haven't set anything up. Hold on. Well, that answers that question. Are you okay, Lisa? Everything's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just stuff falling in the background. Is is there a rattlesnake in your room right now? (laughs) Where's my fucking... Hold on, I gotta look for the (laughs) post-it. Oh my god. Best guest ever. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 55. We have now done as many episodes as there are gallons in a standard liquid drum. Unless, of course, you're using a 44-gallon drum, in which case we're kicking its ass. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. And today, we are talking about the love part of Eat, Pray, Love. Aww. Uh, read along with us if you'd like. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep and you can get this book or another one for free just for being a fan of this show. Uh, before we go any further, let me introduce you to today's panel. We have a very interesting panel today. First of all, he's an Indonesian palm reader, which is so much more charming than American carnies. Sitting in for Ezra today, it's Steven. Uh, I, I could never move to America because of my bad teeth. <laughs> the British do it all the time. I don't see why that's such a problem. Yeah, I, I, that was my big complaint about this whole section, too. Like, <laughs> that, that's just not realistic. This, this guy can use <laughs> That was the That's one complaint. Yeah. Also joining us today, he can cure your UTI in under two hours just by putting curry spices into your tea. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. You can always trust me with tarragon, but don't trust me with $18,000. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, she walks us through her entire horrible spiritual journey only to meditate all night long in the bed of an ancient Brazilian businessman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lisa back to the show. Well, I fail at celibacy, but I use potatoes. <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> I, I like right. to use starch in my lovemaking, so yes, that's, any, that's fair. Any starch. Also joining us, uh, it's me. I'm your host. I'm a 52-year-old Brazilian lover, and despite my incredibly advanced age, I am able to get into your pants with only three weeks of near-constant begging. My name is Alan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. All right, uh, before we talk about the book anymore, of course, we need Chris to summarize. Chris, today you have 45 seconds to summarize this book or this section of the book in the broken English of a Balinese medicine man. Oh, my God. Your time begins when you say your first word. This book about white lady who come to Bali, uh, (laughs) she have many problems. However... I'm very happy to meet her every single time because we good friends, she loyal friend, she good friend, she need good man. So she in Bali, she learned to meditate Balinese style, which not like Indian style, Indian style still good, but Bali style, fine. And she make friend and she go on road trip, but really she meet old dude who give her the fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Then she go home and that's the book. (laughs) It's a less racist version of the book. Yeah. <laughs> There's less grasshopper. 
he talks to himself, book. really. I mean, he's he's like a racist version of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're starting to sound a little mean, so it's time for the compliment sandwich. We've got to get that out of the way before we start. As always, we like to have a compliment at the beginning and the end of our podcast so that it sounds fair. Uh, Steven, you're now you're a regular panelist this week, so that means Lisa, you are our guest, and you have the choice to go first or last in the major compliment round. Which do you prefer? Um, I'll go last. All right. Well, uh, Chris, I think it's your turn to start us out then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that Elizabeth Gilbert makes up a reason for why roosters crow. In the book, she <laughs> says the roosters crow for hours about how freaking cool it is to be roosters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. that gives me a reason. They're just full of themselves. Yeah, they're and, stoked. Yeah, they are stoked. They're like, dude, we're roosters. <laughs> <laughs> that part, I, oh, it's so sad that Ezra's not here because Ezra does this thing all the time. Whenever something makes noise, he says, like when cars honk, he's always like, yeah, yeah, you're a car. I understand. And so <laughs> if a rooster was crowing at him, what he would normally say is, yes, yes, you're a rooster. It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> it's so perfectly with this. Maybe he's run off with Elizabeth Gilbert. Maybe that's what actually happened. Oh. Poor Ezra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad. It is sadder than I expected it to be. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Steven, it's your turn for a compliment. New Ezra. Um, Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I could never be Ezra. But um, some something I've noticed when I have guested on your show, and um, a lot of my compliments tend to be when I have misinterpreted things that they they say mm-hmm. that, that that's written. Um, so towards the beginning of this section, she wrote the the line, the whole idea of Bali is a matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was going to get awesome. <laughs> Not the matrix. It's just any random matrix. Right, exactly. It turns out it means like, you know, customs of society and fitting into kind of a rigid social pattern. But I really wanted it to be um, that all of Bali is actually, you know, made up by our robot overlords to keep <laughs> us in check. But that's not where the book went, unfortunately. But uh, for making me think that, she definitely gets a compliment. <laughs> all right. Uh, my compliment then, my major compliment, moments before Elizabeth Gilbert hooked up with Father Time, uh, she was <laughs> having – she had this brief uh, depressing masturbation scene. And I really <laughs> – I really want to compliment her on showing me that adding sex to a story does not necessarily make it more interesting. That's absolutely true. I would agree with you on that. <laughs> I think the first time anyone's ever been like, and now a female masturbation scene, and I've been like, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> How many more hours do I have on this? Yeah. Well, even just yeah. like the fact that she brought it up, I was just kind of like, I just kind of assumed it was happening in the background of almost every scene, and then... <laughs> yeah. Then to touch on it once, it's like, I guess I have to rethink everything. <laughs> touch on it once. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. All right, Lisa, so you can't put it off any longer. It is now your turn to compliment this book. Um. Okay, well, actually, I've read this before because uh, I'm a chick and it's lit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but so for <laughs> – this is probably TMI, but – I think that this book does a really good public service announcement for urinary tract infections. And I don't think that's like said enough for inexperienced women out there. Like they don't know, you know, babies, STDs, but you know, the urinary tract infection is really painful and that's a consequence of lots of sex. So you should like, you know, know that and look into it and pee after sex and stuff like that. So I thought that was, I thought that was, is that really what fixes it? I think it informs like everybody. Well, it it's a way to like avoid it. 
Huh. I don't know if you see. You didn't know that. I didn't know I that. Didn't I mean, it doesn't happen to me. But it could be false, and you're gonna get a bunch of emails. But that's the urban myth I know. No, I've I've heard that too. So. Yeah. I mean, she's also spreading the myth that if you just drink some tea, it'll cure much faster than with. That's modern true. Medicine. I was so pissed. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's where I have to go to fix these problems. <laughs> <laughs> It's now time for uh, the contrasting segment. It's time for our game. Uh, we're going to play Hate Bang. Um, many, many of you have <laughs> played the card game Bang, so this sounds worse than it really is. But just know it's set in the Old West and is originally in Italian. Oh. And if you have played Bang, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate that, that I just mentioned it. I should have planned this better. Okay, uh, so... I, I appreciate it, even though I don't know what you're talking about. Hate bang. It's, uh... <laughs> so for hate bang, obviously, one of us is the sheriff, and everyone else is probably <laughs> trying to kill the sheriff. So in any order, if you want to... You get to play one hate bang per turn. Anybody else want to offer up a hate? At the beginning of this uh, journey into Bali, she says, or she says she's only allowed a one-month visa, and it really... Oh, man, I thought maybe, just maybe this section is going to be shorter, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. She just stayed illegally, I guess. No, she they gave a cop 100, 100 rupees or something. Yeah. Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this the second time you read it? Too? <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and call a hate right here on, um, on just like all the, the new agey stuff. Uh, but specifically, which I, I know is basically saying <laughs> every, every word in the book. <laughs> But specifically, I don't know if you 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 caught this when you were sleeping through it, but like they name <laughs> they name checked the the like as below as above so below um, kind of like philosophy, which I the times I've guessed it on this podcast that this is the third book that is now name checked that like philosophical ideal, which makes me think it's like this watchword of terrible oh, pop literature. That was from uh, Dogma, but also the lost symbol. It was in the lost symbol, and also it was. Uh, in the the like introduction or something to the secret as well. Yeah. Man, we made yeah. you read this and the secret and the lost. Man, you you are our new he go to guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes perfect sense for what you know about my personality. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Hold on. I need to grab my crystals. I'm feeling kind of out of balance. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those magnet things on my wrist, making sure my blood pumps in the right way. So. <laughs> yeah, you do not want it to pump the other way. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the male equivalent of UTI. It's very painful. You wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, just drink some tea, though. Okay. Uh, here, here's another hate for me. That's related. Dreams don't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Swami G dead. For, she said, well, she has a dream about Swami G, and she's like dead for a long time, but he was alive that night. Nope, Liz. You imagined that while you were unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay, my hate has to do with, I was just pissed off because she's like, I'm going to be celibate for the next, like, year. And, like, she finds that difficult. And that's, like, an insult to, like, all women out there who want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I don't find it hard to be celibate. But usually that's something I'm trying not to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, and she has a she has a Polynesian woman praying for her to have sex. Like, yeah, I need so many Polynesian I need, like, more than one, I guess. Like You need a druid army to chant for you. I know. <laughs> Say thank you, woman. Say thank you. Okay. Anybody uh, else more hates? Right. Hate bang? Oh. 
Hey, hate hey, bang hey. the sheriff. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, okay, I'm gonna play my Gatling gun right here. Nice. Bring out the big thing. All right. She does not behave in a responsible way towards microfinance. <laughs> she decides that what she needs to do to be a responsible world citizen is to give her poor friend eighteen thousand dollars that she raises from her rich white lady connections. Yeah, I mean, there is every every book out there about this sort of situation will tell you that you do not just fall in love with the first person you meet in a poor country and give them a check for twenty thousand dollars. That is not how you fix world problems. That, and then there's, not, this, there's this Nigerian prince who keeps emailing me. <laughs> you should help him out. Yeah. Well, th- okay. This is another amazing thing. I don't. I mean, I'm not a, a, a rich white lady in, in New York, but if I sent out an email telling my friends, it was like, let's donate money to this woman. We would raise eighteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of friends does she have? I would mostly get pictures of my friends flicking me off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I have another hate. And uh, to your Gatling gun, I'll play my giant futuristic bubble shield. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? You've never played the game, but shit. I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm trying to figure out the rules as I go. It's like, um, back, kind of back to your thing, Lisa, about the celibacy. When, when she first rejected his advances, when he said we should have an affair together, she used the metaphor that she was like a cake right out of the oven, not quite ready to be frosted. Yeah, and I think that that <laughs> is so dirty that she didn't realize what it said. <laughs> uh, okay, in what way? Please, please, a dumb. Yeah, explain from... this, will you? Oh well, frosting sometimes <laughs> can, can gunk up your silverware, and that's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you explained it, but you did make it more. <laughs> I mean, this is a family podcast. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Think of the fucking children. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to play my hate Imperio. Uh, Imperio. And uh, that is related to your sex scene as well. So during the sex scene, here's another gross thing that happened uh, when she's with Brazilian uh, St. Nick. She says, he slipped me out of my dress with the confidence of a man who spent many years getting kids ready for bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that not the scariest range. sexual analogy you've ever heard? Yeah. She had daddy issues, my friend. And <laughs> <laughs> me just like a father. <laughs> oh. oh, God. That, that is exactly what you said. Ew. It's so <laughs> gross. That's so gross, Liz. Ah. Oh, yeah. And also, when does daddy take your, your dress off with his teeth? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it is time for a semi-regular feature. It is called The Writer's Workshop. Today, we are we are lucky enough to be joined by a very special guest. That's right, we have actually Elizabeth Gilbert here. Uh, say hi, Elizabeth. Hi. So, <laughs> don't sound so exacerbated. This is going to be very easy, Liz. This is not like a real job. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh. It's, it's only a little bit harder than journaling for a living. Of course, uh, we have been all together sharing our work, and because Liz was nice enough to show her her reading, we'll talk about hers this week, but all of us have uh, 
read something to her at one point or another. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself when you ask your first question, and then we can ask Elizabeth anything we want about this section of her, uh, the first draft of her novel, Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Stefan. And, uh, <laughs> I, um, hi, Stefan. Hi. Uh, I'm Love your recent... work. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that means a lot uh, coming from you. Um, <laughs> I am a, a, a recent liberal arts graduate, and um, I uh, am unemployed and, and looking for work. Aww. So uh, I was just wondering if you um, still had that awesome hookup to uh I, I would love a couple hundred thousand dollars uh i was thinking about journeying around um all the barbecue places in um in the south uh kind of kind of not, it's kind of a takeoff of eat pray love more like eat 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 um oh, so it, do, do you still have that hookup can can you what what I, advice would you give to me for something like that i don't really know what you're talking about i mean i went on a spiritual journey so like um, this has nothing to do with money Oh, did you oh. not read it? it? It was a long book. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Daniel, and I'm not really normally in this uh, book club, but uh, and I don't usually write in this circle, but I'm here. Uh, this is my Make-A-Wish. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hi, Daniel. Hey. I just—I always wanted to meet Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, and so I had—I had a question for you, Liz. Uh, you played—you played this game with yourself on the beach where you like talked about, uh, listed everything that ever made you angry or sad and embarrassed. I'm yeah. only twelve, so I haven't had as many things. Did you ever think to leave some of them out of your book instead? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, Daniel, what are the sad things that you need to think about since you're in Make-A-Wish? Dying of brain cancer. Oh, that's a tough one. Can I have $18,000 to do nothing? Um, yeah, I'll just have to go talk to my rich white friends. Okay. Are, I mean, are you white? It ha- yes, but you have to do it really oh. quick. Oh, wait, what? Sorry. I mean, you're white. Oh. They're not going to, I mean. <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> This is this is Stefan Jr. How's it going? <laughs> Stefan Jr. Wow, Stefan got busy early. He did. <laughs> you have a much deeper voice than your father. <laughs> yeah, my mom was huge. <laughs> she was. Uh, what pissed me off about your book was Whoa. that when yeah yeah hey, listen hey, uh, hey politeness what did I teach you? <laughs> When you decide to speak American on your road trip and you think you're so street for saying your mother references and calling each other homo, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed horribly out of touch. So how long has it been since you've been on the street? On on the street? Like, yes. wh- what What do you mean on the street? Like sometimes when you walk between your apartment and the, and the subway, you have to be on the street. Right. Well, I took a cab yesterday. I was on the street for like... 15 seconds. I have a question. <laughs> what? Uh, so when you were so happy that the 52-year-old uh, old man that, that you let touch you, uh, that he still liked your 35-year-old body, but you never told us what you thought of his ancient, crippled, disgusting, papery body. How sexy was he? I think that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know? Have, have, you, have you ever done any I chanting? went blind when I was eight. No. Oh, Daniel, you need to write these things down and then and then think about it. Maybe I not don't on a beach. I have time. I'll cut in. I'll cut in. Uh, 
So, sorry, I, I didn't really realize this writer's workshop was going to be me and two kids, including my son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I have a question. Um, so towards the end of the book, uh, it, when you're on that, that one island, I forget the name of it, and, and you're saying how like you're feeling really good about yourself and shit, and mm-hmm. how all the bad times in your life, like you feel like this moment, this like whole person you are, you were like pulling the, the depressed version of yourself to this moment, you know, you are helping yourself mm-hmm. along. Yes. Um, that sounds like time travel to me. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I was going for. I uh, uh, believe I, I did. Uh, a follow-up question, if I may. <laughs> All right. Do you follow Terminator rules or Back to the Future rules or some kind of like thing like the new Star Trek movie rules where it's, it's an a alternate- little bit like yeah, it's a little bit like the new Star Trek because you know, in time travel things are always going to be um the same do you know do you know what i'm saying like like you can you change like, a little bit but eventually everything will equal out and be balanced I, it's more uh-huh. like a sp- i have a question <laughs> yeah. when you when you went to the carney for the second time and he gave you the same palm rating did you ever think maybe he just gives the same generic bullshit to every western woman <laughs> <laughs> well i did when he first didn't recognize me but then then he did I was crying with, with the recognition. He. I cry sometimes. Okay. <laughs> that, that's rough, man. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Dad, or his dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes so I, when, I have brain cancer. When, it's okay. Uh, when, when I'm writing, I know one of the most important parts is editing. Yes. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. But, for example... There were uh, more beads, just so you know. Oh, there, but you had to cut them down? More. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I wish you, you found, like, a different kind of a metaphor to fit your story into rather than 108 beads. Maybe, like, the 12 hours of a clock. That would have been nice. <laughs> oh. Or the five fingers on a hand. Yeah. Elizabeth, I have a question. Yes? The other half of my make-a-wish was to sleep with an old woman. Will you do it? How much you got? (laughs) (laughs) Undress me like you're my dad. (laughs) That's fucked up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for a very special episode of the Writer's Workshop. With you again soon. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, all right, bye. And thank you for joining us, uh, Stefan, Stefan Jr., and Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. No problem, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> what right. an awful catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die oh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> Prognosis negative. <laughs> right. Take it back. Let's take it back. Hey, Steven. It's, I mean, it's you know, we're really glad to have you here sitting in for Ezra. Thanks, man. I'm so, it almost it honestly almost didn't happen. Really? Why not? What, why? Uh, I mean, I don't want to like alarm you guys or anything, but I was I was actually just in a, a pretty bad car accident. Uh, wow. I mean, you you sound okay. So at least I mean. Yeah. Well, it ended up being okay. I actually um what I did was I was I was listening to this audio book I got from Audible.com and um. I think it saved my life. Uh, how? How could a, an audiobook save somebody's life? I mean, well, um, so much force pushing you forward, and 
Yeah, well, no, I, I definitely felt it, but I was like, I was restrained somehow. You know, I wasn't ejected from the car. I stayed strapped in my seat, and I, I it's because of like Audible.com, and um, there, it, it deployed this weird cushion on my face that like Audible deployed a, a cushion. Yeah, yeah, that like Audible.com uh, kind of gave a soft landing to my face, so I, I didn't, I didn't mess it up too bad. So so you you went to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. You downloaded a free trial, a free book or a trial, something like that. And right. that kept you in your seat and kept you from hitting the steering wheel. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Alex, it, it saved my life. It sounds like what you've just described is the normal safety system in a car, regardless of what's on the stereo. I'm sort of surprised you would say that. Are, are you doubting that this happened? Like I, I just lived this. I just I I could have died, Alex. Audible.com. Get yourself checked for a concussion. All right, so this next uh, segment is uh, going to focus on, on you, Stephen, because you. You work in politics, and you're sort of a spin guy, as far as I can understand. And if you're not, just play along. Okay. And That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so as I referenced earlier, there's a great moment in the book where she's telling about a dream to Swami or to uh, the medicine man, and she tells him about this recurring nightmare she's had since childhood, where there's a scary man standing over her bed with a knife, and he says, "Oh, don't worry, he's not trying to kill you. He's protecting you from really bad people, and the knife is just to fight them off." And you feel bummed because you feel like the souls of the demons dying as they get stabbed by this guy's knife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is a pretty radical act of optimistic spin. Absolutely. Yeah. It uh, totally wasn't the guy who killed her mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In a very special episode of Read and Weep, everybody dies. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I thought maybe, since you have a little practice with this in your real life, that you yeah. could help us understand some of our dreams and maybe give us a more optimistic spin on the bad things that have been happening in our in our dreams. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, one of the things I do in politics is actually dream interpretation. So. <laughs> I'll start out. You guys can have, if you have other uh, dreams you want interpreted by the spin doctor, you can. But I just want to start. I, I mean, I've had a, a kind of a similar dream to Elizabeth since I was very young where I'm running away from pirates and they're firing cannons at me. And so like every time I'm running, like the piece of land behind me, gets exploded mm -hmm. by a cannonball. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think, Stephen? Is, 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 am I doomed? I, I'm guessing, and don't confirm or deny, because I know I'm right, um, <laughs> that, that you did a lot of uh, track and field. So what this is, is it's, it's that kind of, it's that motivator. This is, this is your, your spiritual coach um, taking on the form of uh, a bunch of pirates, uh, just trying to get you to work faster and work harder. I feel okay. so much better about that now, and now yeah. i got to go take up track and field again. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the other thing. You you must <laughs> compete in a race. Okay. Oh. Uh, Steven, I've had a dream that, that has been recurring uh, every night on weeknights only for the past okay. four years. Okay. Uh, it, it's where I'm, I'm back in high school, and I'm, I'm, I'm late for a math test for a class that I didn't know I was supposed to attend, so I don't know any of the math. Mm -hmm. And I look over and there's a girl I like, and then I look down and I don't have any pants. And instead of a penis, I have a swarm of insects that's attacking everybody. <laughs> okay. Wow. 
<laughs> what does this dream tell me about my political career? Let me let me start off with the the penis part um, first. I'm guessing something awful has happened to your penis lately. Am I right? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Which yes. is for you listeners at home a confirmation. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally, people would tell you this is about like you know first day jitters or just you know, kind of that you're not doing what you think you're supposed to be doing. That's just that kind of imbalance in life. But really, that's not at all what this is. This is about syndicated TV rights. Um, <laughs> I can back that up. The The fact that you have these only on weeknights, I'm guessing the one thing that's true about every weekday is that you probably come home and watch, um, I'm going to say The Simpsons or Mad About You or whatever is currently, you know, at 7 o'clock on the channel right before, uh, like, 30 Rock comes on. You know yeah, what I'm Mad saying? Yeah, Mad About You is totally current. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched TV since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Home Improvement, that's a show. TGIF, guys. I just can't get enough of it. Well, I think your original question, which I neglected to answer, was how this relates to your future political career. Yes. And I think you and uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas need to team up to defend Social Security. Yeah, we could be the super friends of super funds. Right. <laughs> All right, we have time for our final compliments, and then we are donezo. So uh, um, we're going to go in the reverse order of our original compliment for the other half of our compliment sandwich. So that means, Lisa, it is your turn to go first. I hope you saved one nice thing. Um, yeah, kind of. I, I think that she sort of redeemed Mickey Rooney. Um, and that kind of, <laughs> I liked Mickey Rooney. But then he was in Breakfast of Tiffany's and was horribly offensive. And then I learned you can be horribly offensive and it'd be kind of okay. So, yeah. So Mickey Rooney is all right. Yeah. Thanks, Elizabeth Gilbert, for being more offensive. <laughs> that was really sweet of her. I know. Yeah, Mickey Rooney was just, just uh, made me very uncomfortable in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I know, but now I can watch the movie. I feel like I can watch it again. And, th- and then I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? I think I remember the film. But, but... if I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. That's one thing we got. Man, the 90s. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> First order. I believe that makes it my turn. Yes, it does. Uh, so, okay, so aside from the carny who does the palm reading that she thinks is amazing, uh, she also spends a lot of time with this medicine woman, and she actually talks to the medicine woman about actual medical problems. For example, the medicine woman tells her that she has thin hair and that she can solve the thin hair, but you need to find a banana tree, cut it down yourself, uh, build some sort of a tent thing over the root structure, mix it with like some milk or something, and then use that banana root smoothie that you've created and rub that in your hair. And the banana water? The just banana. rub it all over yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Anyway, yeah, so that's, that's the hair tonic that you need for thicker, luscious hair. And I just wanted to compliment her on creating a placebo so complicated that no one could ever test its efficacy. <laughs> <laughs> And all to solve the stupidest and tamest of problems ever, when really all she needs to do is feel better about her thin hair. So I, I think that's a really <laughs> excellent plan by the medicine woman to never have to actually do anything medicinal. That's, that's yeah, good. Very good. That's a good yeah. con. There's plenty of – a lot of cons and a lot of carnies in this section. Anyway, uh, continuing backwards, Stephen, it is your turn. Um, all right. I'm going to get a little vulnerable here. Um, <laughs> 
my compliment is uh, I, I I don't like this book. However, I I kind of like Elizabeth Gilbert. Like, what? I, yeah, I mean, in, I, in what way? Yeah, oh, look, no. I I cheated a little bit before I read this. I I watched her TED talk, and she's like she's self-deprecating about like this book and her and everything. Like I don't I don't I think this is a good book at all. And there's a is lot of times pretty? I don't think it, uh, she's kind of pretty, but like I I. I have a little crush on her a little bit. Huh. No. Sorry. Uh, so only break your heart. I mean, now I kind of want to see her TED talk just to see, you know, for what reason they possibly let her in the building. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Was, wait, 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 wait. Was it actually TED or was it one of the TED global events that like anyone with $10 can speak at? I think it was actually a TED event. Oh, okay. Well, now that you've made yourself vulnerable, um, yeah. you're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a... Uh, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> how, I'm going to recover from this by taking a year-long trip. <laughs> it's your turn for your final compliment, and as an added challenge, because Stephen did, you have to make yourself vulnerable. Yes. Oh, again. Starting when I was in the third grade, I've always had a really complicated relationship with God. Um, and that uh, it ended. Snooze along. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. However, Elizabeth Gilbert presents me with a new theology. What I've learned from this is if you're a poor daughter of a medicine woman in Bali, if you're going to pray, pray to which rich white ladies, man. That is the way. God, demons, whatever, they don't do shit. But if you pray loud enough, conspicuously so that rich white ladies can hear you, you're going to do okay. I would really like if there are any rich white ladies listening. I would also like a house. Yeah, basically, I just go to the rich areas of my city and just start yelling what I want. And now it's time for my absolute favorite segment. This is Infrequently Asked Questions, where our fans write us very strange uh, Mary Boff Kill type questions, as well as questions about the extra show, and we answer them. Since Ezra's gone today, we had to deal with a temporary replacement. Stephen is going to do an impeccable impersonation of Ezra. This is not pre-recorded before Ezra went on his honeymoon. This is actually Stephen doing an impression of Ezra that sounds so good and so four weeks old that... You can't tell the difference. Chris, uh, why don't you read us the first question? Uh, Natalie asks, the next time you're in the same city at the same time, not for Ezra's wedding, of course, uh, would you kids do a live version of this little whip dog and lame pony show? Ideally in Boston, at a theater that's three blocks away from my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, no. that's, another, that's an excellent question. I actually, we do have tentative plans to do a live show in Portland in December. Uh, yeah. Um, just because I have the use of a theater and I think it would be awesome. So we're definitely going to try to do that as soon as we get a chance. Cause I don't see any reason not to, uh, as far as Boston and a theater three blocks away from your apartment, it'll just depend on how active the tip jar is. Yeah. I mean, right. If, if Natalie, if you throw together uh, airfare for the three of us, we'll be there. Actually, I don't yeah. like, We've, we've talked about this a little bit. It's like, uh, whatever it would cost us to get someplace round trip, Plus uh, $1. $1, yeah. <laughs> we can do it. Can, uh, if you have any other questions for us, infrequently or frequently asked, uh, put them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep, and we'll try to answer them in one of these segments. 
All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will be back at you next week with episode 56, which is Eat, Pray, Love, the movie, uh, now with 100% more Julia Roberts. So uh, join us for that. Please don't watch the movie, if you don't have, and we'll tell you about it so you don't have to see it. I'm already not looking forward to it. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, uh, special guest Lisa. Yeah. Thank you for being with us, new Ezra. Uh, thank you. <laughs> really uh, uncomfortable <laughs> uh, Chris as always thanks for not getting married and leaving us yeah no problem still still rocking that awesome alright uh, my name is Alex uh, we'll check you next week take care goodbye 